Hi, and welcome to the Rabin New Testament Church podcast. You are about to hear a powerful message. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this message today. service. Um, again, few in number, but uh, praise the Lord, we're still going to have ser- uh, service. We're still going to praise our Lord tonight. Uh, he's worthy of our praises. Had a good message this morning, uh, delivered. Brother Tony preached a good message this morning. Uh, just another affirmation that we have power over our adversary. If you are a child of the King, if you're a child of the Most High God, then we have power over over our adversary. And, um, you know, sometimes we have to be reminded. Sometimes we get right in the middle of our situation and we have to wake ourselves up and say, wait a minute, I can stop this. I can, I got power over this. You know, and um, that's whenever we step up and ask our Lord uh, to intervene in our situations. Sometimes if you're hard-headed like me, sometimes I get right in the middle of it before I, have, I even think about it. You know, we should think about it at the onset of it. And uh, just like this Sister Renee with her situation just a few minutes ago, went ahead and prayed for it, and we're going to get victory over that situation before it even comes up. Uh, we don't mind doing that. At any time during this service, if you feel like you need prayer before the service, after the service, whatever, we'll, we'll get a group of believers together, and we, we will take care of that situation for sure. I want to come to you tonight for your prayer request that you might have tonight. If you'd like to call out before the Lord tonight. I want to again pray for Brother Bubba, Sister Brenda, just tap the, and uh, my son and um, daughter-in-law, uh, Jacob and Kimberly and Paisley, they, they've all been a little under the weather. They're all recovering. You know, they just, you know, like anybody else, don't, wanna, don't want to uh, rush things, you know, and get back in it. Pray for that situation as well. Pray for a co-worker of mine um, that uh, she lost her home uh, due to a fire. Uh, another uh, co-worker. He was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Pray for those situations, if you would, whenever you pray. Any others tonight that y'all would like to make mention? Sister Linda, yep. Pray for her. Al and Sandra Moran, yep. Wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we will. Pray for that situation. Trina, do you have one? Pray for Joshua. Yeah, they traveled. Traveled. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Joshua was progressing. Uh, just like Trina said, uh, they traveled to Chicago to get him some therapy. Up there, he is... Uh, he is communicating more and more, uh, able to communicate more and more. Baby steps, what I call God's time. You know, he's doing it on God's time, and that's, that's the best time you can be on in God's time. You know, to me, that's true savings time. 
daylight and night savings time whenever you're on God's time. So, Sister Renee. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Amen. 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 Pray for Ashley and her situation. Also, your, you said it was your niece, right? Trying to look for a house. Pray for that situation. Sister Betty? Lost children, yep. And community, that's correct. Correct, can't forget them. That's what, what it's all about. Any others tonight we'd like to make mention tonight? Morgan's friend and co-worker. Amen. Pray for her. Also pray for Brother Bo and his wife. They wasn't in service with us this morning. Uh, pray for pray for God's testing in their situations as well. Uh, brother, remember Charlotte. She's having surgery Tuesday. Sister Charlotte is going to have that surgery Tuesday. We need to pray. We probably need to anoint you and probably send a prayer cloth along with that tonight. If you'll help me remember, we'll probably need to do that for that situation. You know, whenever I was going through my surgery, uh, you guys had had sent a, a prayer cloth along with me. And, uh, you know, the nurse, whenever they were prepping me, said, uh, she said, you know, we can't, we can't take this in there. And I said, uh, well, I can't go in there. <laughs> if that don't go, I can't go in there. So she, she no doubt, she, she understood the situation, and that thing went with me. And I, I know God's, God's presence went with me as well. So I'm a firm believer in those. Um, I wore that, I wore that uh, prayer cloth for the duration of my, my sickness, and uh, you know that was what I what I held on. So I believe I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in that power. Any others tonight? How about your situation, brother? Good, good, good. Amen, amen. Any others tonight? We'd like to make mention. Well, if no other spoken requests, unspoken requests by the raising of your hands, let's stand and get a hold of the Lord and invite Him into this service tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Lord God. Lord, asking you to come in and sup with us, Lord. Lord, come in and, and, and let us feel your presence tonight, Lord God. Lord, we love you today, God, and we know that you, you've touched each and every situation, Lord. Lord, we know that you know about these situations, Lord, before we even ask, Lord. Lord, but we still, still ask, Lord. We ask for your intervention, Lord God. And Lord, we'll be so very careful to give you the praise for each and every situation, Lord. For all the sickness, Lord, for all the be affirmed, Lord. Lord, we ask that you'll pray for each and every one, Lord God. Lord, for all the, the other needs, Lord God, the, the housing needs, Lord God, the, uh, the, the other situations that we've called out, Lord God, we, we ask that you'll just work those out as well, Lord. Lord, your word says for us to, to call upon the name of the Lord whenever we need him, Lord, whenever we need you. Uh, your word says, that, says don't do anything without praying, Lord. Lord, what's what we're doing tonight, Lord God. We thank you for what you've done, for the improvements that we've seen in the situations that we've already prayed for. Lord, we thank you for the for, for what you've already done for, for your service, Lord, for your for your people, Lord God. We are your people, Lord Jesus. Lord, we invite you into this service tonight, Lord, and we thank you and we pray.
praise you, Lord, for all you've done for us, Lord. We'll be so very careful to give you the praise going forward, Lord. We thank you so much right now. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, Sister Morgan, if you want to come. Uh, Sister Betty, you want to lead us in a congregational song? I'll wait till you sat down then. Renee, you can help her if you want to. Y'all tag team on it. Um, the only announcement we got, I think the 28th, uh, the Kona Ice Trucks coming in. That's the same day at, at the business meeting on the uh, 28th, the Sunday the 28th, March 28th. So keep keep that keep that in the back of your minds. One and eight. Three nineteen, red back hymnals. Sound like C to me. <laughs> That's the catch all. That's the catch all. I am thinking of the rapture in our blessed home on high when the redeemed are gathering in. How we will raise the hand. In that city in the sky When the redeemed Are gathering in When the redeemed Are gathering in Washed like snow And free from all sin How we will shout And how we will sing When the redeemed are gathering in there will be a great procession over on the streets of gold when the redeemed when the redeemed are gathering in are gathering in oh what music oh what singing or that city will be rolled when the redeemed when the redeemed are gathering in gathering in when the Wash like snow and free from all sin. How we will shout and how we will sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Saints will sing redemption story with their voices clear and strong when the redeemed are gathering in. Then the angels all will listen, for they cannot join that song when the redeemed, when the redeemed are gathering in. Are gathering in. When the redeemed, when the redeemed are gathering in. Are gathering in. Wash like snow, like and free from all sin. Wait. 
the Savior will give orders to prepare the banquet board when the redeemed are gathering in. And we'll hear his invitation, come ye blessed of the Lord when the redeemed are gathering in. When the redeemed are gathering in. gathering in. You know, I hope to be in that line. I hope to be in that. And I tell you, I, I hope that you want to be in that line as well when the redeemed are gathering in. You know, one of these days we're going to get to see the king. We're going to get to see to see our maker. Each and every person under the sound of my voice is going to stand before the the the, the worthy judge. You know, and you're going to be able to, to uh, worship him. You're going to be able to uh, to sup with him, you're going to be able to worship with him for the rest of your rest of eternity. But you know, there's going to be some of those that stands before that great great white throne of judgment that are not going to be so lucky. Some of those are going to hear depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. You know, you don't want to you don't want to be in that in that group of people. You know, we're we're trying our very best to 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 intervene in those situations with each and every one. But, you know, there's still going to be those ones that didn't care to hear the Word of God uh, here, here down on this earth. You know, I think there was a very good illustration with the rich man and Lazarus. You know, he said, if you could just allow Lazarus to touch, touch that water and touch my tongue, you know, I, I'm dying here in these flames. But, you know, uh, the Lord told him, he said, you know, you've had good things on the earth. Lazarus had nothing, you know, in a, in a nutshell. And... Uh, you know, you you getting what what come what's come to you. You know, you're you're reaping what you sowed is what is what you're is what you're gonna do. You know, let's don't be like that. Let's don't be that hard headed to where we wake up in hell and we lift our eyes up in hell. You know, it can happen just that quick if you don't if you don't intervene today and if you don't take a stand today for the Lord. One of these days, you, you may wind up that way. Want to continue worship with us, Sister Morgan? You got one? You want to sing for us? Thank you, Lord. Evidence. I think everybody has the paper. Throughout my history, your spirit walks 
within me Winter storms made way for spring And every season from where I'm standing I see the evidence of your goodness All over my life All over my life I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. Help me remember when I'm weak. Fear may come, but fear will leave. You leave my heart to victory. You are my strength and you will always be. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises in fulfillment. All over my life, all over my life. See the cross, the empty grave, the evidence is endless. All my sins rolled away because of you, oh Jesus. See the cross, the empty grave, the evidence. Because of you, oh Jesus, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises in fulfillment all my life, all over my life. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. So So why should I fear? Oh, the evidence is here. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. Promises in fulfillment 
happened all over my life All over my life Amen. I think Brother Tony's mentioned it a couple of times. You know, if, uh, if you could sit down and if you were ever convicted of being a Christian, would they have enough evidence to, uh, to convict you with? You know, this song right here kind of brings up some of that. You know, in order to convict you of something, they have to have evidence, true hard evidence. I ask you to look at your life. I ask you to evaluate your life and see what kind of evidence they would find. I'm talking about the one true judge now. I'm not talking about a group of your peers. I'm talking about, you know, whenever it comes to your salvation, whenever it comes to truly being convicted of, of how you lived your life here on this earth, could Jesus open up that old big file cabinet he's got up there and say, you know, you hadn't been such a good person. You hadn't, you hadn't um, worshipped my name. You hadn't kept me first and, and, and foremost in your life. You know, that would be some of that negative evidence that could come up. But, you know, whenever he looked in that book, could he say, you know what, you, you suffered through this and you suffered through that. You've, you've been faithful. You've been faithful over just a tiny few things. You don't have to be faithful over much. The Word says you've been faithful over just a few things. You know what he says he'll do? He'll say, enter in. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. So I ask you today, if you just struggle just for a little bit, if you put him forward and you put him first and foremost in your life just for a little while, just until he comes back, you're going to be the ruler over many things, many tasks, and you're going to get a crown of righteousness. I tell you what, that's going to be the greatest accomplishment in your life if you'll just give to him just a little while. He gave all to you. He's only asking a little bit in return. That's all he asks is just a little bit, to be faithful just, just a little while. Continue to worship with us. I feel his holy presence in this place tonight. You know, he's walking to and fro through this place. I feel him right now. I feel him. I feel him. Uh, all over this place here tonight. He's here tonight to take your situation. He's here tonight to take your, your black heart and turn it into something soft and pliable. Continue to worship with us as Brother Rick sings for us tonight. See. Like the prodigal son I wandered in darkness the clutches of Satan clung to my soul. My sins were so many, my burdens were heavy. But when I touched Jesus, he made me whole. I pressed through the crowd, reached out and touched Jesus, the sweet Holy Spirit took control of my soul. I knew I was saved. 
my sins all forgiven. For when I touch Jesus, He made me whole. Like the woman who tried so many positions. But when she touched Jesus, she was healed on that day. My sickness was different. My sins were so many. But when I touched Jesus, He washed them away. I pressed through the crowd, reached out and touched Jesus. The sweet Holy Spirit took control of my soul. I knew I was saved, my sins all forgiven. When I touched Jesus, He made me whole. I pressed through the crowd. Reached out and touched Jesus. The sweet Holy Spirit took control of my soul. I knew I was saved. My sins all forgiven. When I touched Jesus, He made me whole. I knew I was saved, my sins all forgiven. When I touched Jesus, He made me whole. Amen. You know, he'll make you whole if you just press through the crowd. You know, like the story of the, the little woman with the issue of blood. You know, if she could just touch the hem of his garment, I, she knew she'd may be made whole. And, you know, immediately whenever she touched the hem of his garment, whenever she touched him, you know, he turned around and he, he, he asked, who touched me? And, you know, I think his disciples said, Father, what do you mean who touched you? There's, there's, there's thousands, hundreds, and thousands of people here. What do you mean, who touched you? We don't know who touched you. He said, I know somebody touched me because I felt the virtue leave from me. You know, I want to be that person. I want to be just that con uh, content on getting my blessing, getting my healing. You know, press through the crowd. Sister Renee, you got one you want to sing for us tonight? Well, why don't you sing one for us before she gets back? How about that? <laughs> Trina, why don't you come sing?
We can swap babies around. We can do whatever. <laughs> Thank the Lord. I'm going to ask my wife to say something for the Lord when she gets up here. I'm going to put you on the spot. How about that? You got to get that spot. I need that cone of ice cream. What flavor are we going to be in? Decord, decord.
Cause lately all I've got is living on It seems that's all I've been thinking about at least most all the time. How soon and very soon I'll leave my troubles far behind. And lately I Is leaving on my mind. How soon and very soon I'll leave my troubles far behind. Lately I've got leaving. It's leaving. Don't go nowhere right there. Don't go nowhere, Trina. I tell you what, I feel the I feel the preacher in the house tonight. I feel his holy presence tonight. I want Trina to sing. Just pick one of those verses right there and sing those. I tell you what, I feel it from the head, my head down to my toes. Church tonight might be tonight. You know, it's just how real, it's just, we, we're just that close. We're just that close. You know, if one of us here tonight was to just let it loose and let God have his way, we may be making that heavenly fly. Stand all over the house tonight and let's worship our Lord. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship tonight. Worship with us just for a little while tonight. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I guess I should be looking for a better place to live, but I just can't get excited about this world and all it can give, for I could care less. I could buy it all with a solitary time. For what good would this world do me with leaving all my mind? Because lately all I've got is leaving on my mind. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It seems Thank you, Lord that's God. all I've been These thinking altars are open about at least. Please come forward. Most all the time. I don't know what your problem How is. I don't know what your situation is. But the very soon I'll leave. We love you, 
love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your holy presence tonight, Lord God. We thank you so much right now, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Is leaving on my mind. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lately, all I've got is leaving on my seems that's all I've been thinking about at least most all the time how soon and very soon I'll leave my troubles far Is leaving on my Thank mind. You, Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your touch, Lord. Thank you for your healing power, Lord Jesus. Like I said, the preachers in the house tonight, if you got a situation, please, please take the opportunity to turn it over to the Lord tonight. Continue to worship. Sister Renee's going to sing with us now. I, I hear the, I feel the holy presence of, of our, our God in this place tonight. He's wanting, to, he's wanting to change somebody's situation. He's wanting to change somebody's outcome right now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. I have had the word power on my mind all day all day long I've just thought about the word power and you know there's power in the name of Jesus power to break every chain power to heal your sickness power to cast out demons as brother Tony's going to talk to us tonight about but we've got the power we've got the power in the name of Jesus and you know what those Satan rages he will not be defeated Amen. because we've got the power in the name of the Lord. And y'all just worship with us as we sing this song tonight. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. Let's agree together that all our enemies will crumble at our feet. Hallelujah. What we bind on earth shall. 
be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. For many years now, yes, Satan's tried to stop us. But the church of Jesus is still alive, like a mighty army, we keep marching onward, winning every battle with the Lord by Amen. Each one of Brother Tony's messages in this series that we've been, he's been preaching has been teaching you about that same power that she just sung about. What a great song. We got the power. Truly, you do have the power, and I know you're going to hear some more tonight about what kind of power we truly have. But you know, you got to be rooted, you got to be deep-rooted, in, in the, in, and have the blood applied to your life in order, in order to do a lot of these things. You know, like the brother said this morning in his message, you know, Jesus himself says, greater things than I've done that you can do because I went to my Father. I've gone to my Father. Man, that's hard to believe, ain't it? Just like he brought out this morning, it's hard to believe. I mean, what, what can you top? What can you top whenever he called out? He called out and he raised up Lazarus. He called out to Jairus' daughter and said, get up. And they did, and they woke up. I tell you what, those are some of the greatest miracles that I've, that I've ever heard. 
Wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to see that? Wouldn't you love to have that much power and that much belief and that much faith that you could speak to someone, stand up from there. You're not dead. Stand up. We do have that power. We have that power, but we got to learn. We got to we got to keep praying. We got to get closer to the Lord to have that develop within our lives. So, Tammy, you want to sing one tonight? Got one you want to sing? Okay. All right. We're good enough. How about you, brother? With you, you want to fire another one off for us? You sung a good one this morning. A loved one knew he'd reached the end of life's journey. He'd been holding God's hand a long, long time. But as I knelt beside his bed, my heart was thrilled from what he said. If I go, if I stay Victory is mine. I'm a winner either way. If I go, if I stay, I'll still have my Jesus these passing days. I have his healing here below. Life forever. If I go, oh, praise the Lord. I'm a winner either way. No one knows about tomorrow. We must prepare to go to heaven any day. But while we're here, let's trust the Lord. He'll lead us safe to our reward. And by His grace, We'll be a winner either way. I'm a winner either way. If I go, if I stay, I still have my Jesus these passing days. I have my healing here below, life forever. If I go, Oh, praise the Lord, I'm a winner either way. Oh, praise the Lord, I'm a winner either way. Amen. Amen. I tell you, I love that song. I love that song right there, winner either way. I tell you, it brings back some memories. I tell you, uh, some not so... Not so good memories, but uh, but I tell you what, um, that song was uh, sung at my dad's funeral right there. Uh, this group of people right here sung it, as a matter of fact, and I tell you, it, it touched it touched heaven. And my my dad loved to hear that song, and he loved to play and sing himself. But you know, he's in a better place. He's he's where we're striving to get to. And I tell you what, I hope I get to see him again one of these days. I hope I get to walk those streets of glory with my dad, and with my grandmother, all those ones that. They called out my name. You know, I know it was I know it was them. They're the reason that I'm that I'm uh, saved today. Is they called out my name. They didn't let up. You know, I heard I heard my grandmama. I heard her scream out my name. I know she called out my name. And I you know I just want to say thank thank you to her. Thank you to my family for uh, for praying for 
for my situation. And I know each and, each and every one of you had the same similar, similar situation. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody touched heaven on your behalf. And thank, thank the Lord that you accepted God, you've accepted Him as your Savior, and you're a winner either way, if you go or if you stay. We're going to turn over to a service to Brother Tony tonight. I know he's got a good message for us tonight. It's about, it's about our superpowers. You know, when we got our Lord upon us, we get our superpowers. And uh, you, you got the power. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. It's good to be here tonight, and uh, good to have each and every one of you here with us, and uh, amen. Hopefully I saved enough of my voice from this morning we can get through tonight. Amen. Uh, one day I'm going to have a brand new voice, Brother Kevin. It might be when I get to heaven, but <laughs> amen. We'll have a brand new voice, so I don't have to worry about wearing out. Amen. One of these days. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and turn with me. Uh, if you will, amen, give me just a second, to the book of Matthew chapter number 12, book of Matthew chapter number 12, amen. We're going to close this out tonight on this uh, subject of power encounters, and uh, amen, this is going to be, unless the Lord changes our mind, uh, but uh, this will be the last one in this, and uh, we'll see where God leads us from here, but uh, this will be part number six, and I've already giving you the title and talk to you about what we're going to, amen, preach on tonight, but it's on the subject, Casting Out Devils. Uh, and uh, I want to just go back through again as, this, as we close it out tonight and just remind us of a few things. Remember Matthew chapter number 11, verse number 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. In other words, we're in this conflict uh, between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan, and there is going to be uh, spiritual warfare that is taking place uh, and uh, going on no matter uh, what, uh, what condition we're in, what place we're in, just uh, until this world ends, until the rapture takes place, those kind of things are going to happen, uh, are going to be part of it. I want to remind us also of Mark chapter number 16, uh, verses 17 through 18. We're going to talk about the first part of it. We'll come back to it later. Uh, but I want to reiterate it to you tonight. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall, shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I know we talked about it this morning, but for sake of those that weren't here this morning or what were not in the service uh, this morning, just uh, as we go back and remember what we talked about over the last uh, five services, I mean, leading up to this last one tonight, uh, we talked about a demonstration of the Spirit and the power uh, and how that we're supposed to, as Christians, uh, live our lives in such a way and such a closeness with God, amen, that we have that demonstration of Spirit and power in our life. And that number two, the only way that we're going to do that is if we're baptized in the Holy Ghost and have that Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit operating in our lives. And when we do that, when we have the Holy Ghost, God's going to open up some doors for us to begin to minister and begin to, to go out and do some, uh, what part four was, some greater works. Greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. And then this morning we talked about the subject of fire lights and how we're to be uh, a burning and a shining light or a shining lamp just like uh, John the Baptist was, uh, the way John, uh, excuse me, the way Jesus described John the Baptist there in John chapter 5, verse number 35. And so tonight, amen, we're going to pick up on this subject of 
casting out devils. Amen. Matthew chapter number 12. We're going to pick up reading at verse number 22. Incidentally, there'll be a a little bit of reading tonight, so I hope you brought your Bibles or or a device where you can get to your Bibles, but we'll have it on the screen as well if not. Amen. But we're going to do a lot of reading because I'm not going to tell you uh, what Brother Tony says tonight. I'm going to tell you what the Word of God says about this. Amen. Because I'm no, I can tell you, I'm no expert on casting out devils. Amen. I don't know if anybody is really, but uh, amen. That's not my expertise per se, but it's in the Word of God and we're going to talk about it tonight. Matthew chapter number 12, verses 22 through 29. Then was brought unto him, unto Jesus, one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. Pause there just for a minute. I want you to know, understand something. There was a man possessed by a demon, by a devil, by an evil spirit. And because of this possession of this demonic force in his life, it caused him to be blind and mute. He wasn't able to speak. Uh, and so as we talked about this morning, and we'll get into a little bit tonight as well, amen, I, I'm not one of those that says there's a demon behind every tree and behind everything and behind necessarily every sickness that comes against us. Uh, it's not necessarily demonic. Sometimes it's just the stomach virus, all right? Sometimes it's just a head cold, amen, or sinuses or whatever it is. But sometimes the devil can use affliction and sickness and come against somebody and it can be purely demonic in nature. And that's what happened here. Verse 23 says, And all the people were amazed and says, Is this not the son of David? In other words, this has got to be the Messiah. Verse 24, But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. That was blasphemy right there, right? Calling Jesus... Amen. Uh, uh, one that's casting out devils by the prince of devils, the Beelzebub. Verse 25, And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom Stand. In other words, he's saying that Jesus is saying, if I'm casting out devils by the prince of devils, Beelzebub, uh, amen, his house, Beelzebub, Satan, his house has to be divided, uh, amen, because how can one uh, that is of the house of Satan, of the kingdom of Satan, cast out devils by, amen, Satan's name? He can't do it. He'll be divided. Verse 27, and if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. Verse 28, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And that's where I wanted to get to with this first section tonight. In other words, Jesus is saying, if I truly am the Son of God, if I truly am the Son of David, if I truly am the Messiah, and I'm truly casting out devils by the power of God, amen. then know this, uh, that the kingdom of God has come upon you. In other words, he's saying this is the evidence, uh, amen, that the kingdom of God is here and that the kingdom of God is in me, Jesus is saying. 
Amen. Because I have the power, amen, to tell these demonic spirits, uh, amen, and these things to flee and they've got to go, amen, in my name, amen, in the name of Jesus. And so he says, this is the evidence uh, that the kingdom of God is upon us, amen. And the same thing is true today. The evidence that the kingdom of God is truly on the inside of us, uh, that the kingdom of God and the power of the Holy Ghost uh, is operating through our lives uh, is when we can lay hands on the sick uh, and see them recover when we can uh, lay hands on those that are bound by demonic forces uh, and see them set free. And that's where I want to get to in my life. Amen, I didn't go through all these messages, amen, just to give you some nice messages. Amen, God's been dealing with my heart, amen, from the moment uh, that we started prayer meeting on Thursday nights, uh, amen, I started doing some fasting and praying in and of myself, uh, and I'm asking God, God, bring me to the place, uh, God, where there is a demonstration of the Spirit uh, and of power in my life, uh, amen, to turn people's lives upside down for the name of Jesus. I want to see it. Amen, the last verse, he says, "Or or else how can one enter into a strong man's house? Verse 29, and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. What is Jesus saying? Amen. He says, if you want to enter a strong man's house and steal from him, the first thing you're going to do is bind that strong man so he can't get to you. Amen. He can't do anything. What Jesus is saying is, he said this, I have the power and I have the authority to bind every demonic spirit and every demonic force there is. They all, amen, are under my power and under my authority. Amen. And that's what I want to get across, amen, to us tonight in this message. I'm going to do three things tonight. I'm going to teach a little bit. I'm going to preach a little bit. And then we're going to put it in practice a little bit. Amen. So you got to get ready. Buckle up. Amen. Put your seatbelts on. Amen. Here we go. Number one, what are Demons. Demons are disembodied spirit beings that have an intense craving to occupy a physical body. Demons are disembodied spirit beings that have an intense craving to occupy a physical body. They can be referred to as demonic spirits, evil spirits, or unclean spirits. You'll find all of those in the Word of God uh, in different forms and sometimes put together in different ways. You'll hear uh, evil spirits, unclean spirits, evil de- devils, whatever the case may be, but in those categories. Demons are under the control of Satan, okay? I think everybody understands that, knows that, but it's, it's important that we, we lay this foundation. I mean, demons are under the control and the authority of Satan. They are part of his kingdom. Well, what are the main pur- purposes assigned to demons by Satan? Number one, one of the main purposes that Satan assigns to demons to come against us in our lives is to torment and afflict us. Demons will torment you. Amen. They will torment your mind. They will torment your heart. They will torment your family. Amen. They will torment every area of your life. And if you, amen, we allow them to do it, they will also afflict us. Amen. They can afflict just like we did. We read, uh, amen, here in the book of Matthew, amen, this man was afflicted, uh, amen, with blindness and unable to speak, amen, because he was possessed uh, by this evil spirit. Amen. They will torment and afflict us, number one. Number two, they will keep us from knowing Christ. It's one of the main purposes of demons they've been out there in the world today is trying to keep people who are lost, lost. Trying to keep them out of the church. 
trying to keep you from witnessing to them. Amen. Why do you think we spend all this time talking about open doors, talking about being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, talking about, amen, going out, amen, and doing the work that God has called us to do, amen, and having the power to do it, uh, amen, and being a demonstration of spirit and power. It's because every time you go out and begin to witness to somebody, there is a power encounter that is going on. The devil is trying to stop you, amen, from witnessing to that person. And the devil's trying to stop them from hearing what you have to say. Number three, they keep us from serving Christ effectively. Amen. We're going to get into this a little bit later, amen, and what, uh, how demons afflict us. Amen. But one of the things that they can do, amen, even to us as Christians, is to keep us from serving God in the way that we should serve God. They'll get us all twisted up in our minds. Amen. They'll get us hating on somebody because of what somebody said or how they looked at us. Uh, Amen. They'll they'll put things in our mind that are not even true. That's the biggest part of it sometimes because the devil's a liar and he will lie to you and tell you, amen, there are things going on or people are saying stuff about you and sister so-and-so didn't look at you when she walked out of the church this morning, amen, so she's got something against you, amen, if we're not careful, amen, we'll allow the demons uh, and the devils of hell to get our minds so twisted up, uh, amen, that we'll forget why we're here. We're here to serve God. Amen. The devil will use all kind of things and all kind of distractions to try to keep you from focusing on what you should be focusing on. That's the Word of God. That's the worship. Amen. When we come into the house of God. Amen. That's his job. Amen. That's what he does. And he is very good at it. Amen. He knows how to push our buttons, doesn't he? He knows how to get it. I know he, had, he knows how to get at me. He knows what my weaknesses are. Amen. And he knows just how to push those buttons just to get under my skin so I get all twisted up, mad, and upset. Amen. And I'm just going to sit like this in the middle of service. Uh, Amen. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. I've done this before in my life. I've done it here at this church uh, and allowed things to come between me and my relationship with God because I listen to the lies of the devil. They'll torment and afflict us. They'll keep us from knowing Christ and they'll keep us from serving Christ effectively. See, every time God wants to do a big work and wants to move in the church, the devil's going to stick his foot in, you know? He's going to try to stir things up, and he's going to try to make things, amen, uh, in a place where there's, uh, where there's chaos, where there's confusion. I mean, you know what the Bible says. God's not the author of confusion. Amen. And we're going to talk about this tonight. We're going to get into this. I mean, and understand, I mean, we're not fighting against each other. We're fighting against the enemy, I mean, which is the devil, Amen, that is sending these things against us. So what are some activities of demons? Well, first of all, demons entice. Demons will entice you to sin. Amen, number one. Amen, they'll entice you to do things and say things that you would not normally do. Amen, you ever, I mean, you don't have to raise your hands. I don't want to implicate anybody tonight. I'll I'll raise my hand and say I've been here before. Have you ever been in a situation before, amen, Brother Nate, when something just, it hits you the wrong way and you just pop, fly off the handle and say something, do something, just blow up. Amen, in the middle of it. Amen, that's a demonic force, amen, that has enticed you and all these things in your mind. You've just been building up and building up and building up and building up. uh, And the next thing you know, you're like a rubber band. You snap, uh, amen, and you have lost all control. I'm the only one that's been there. Amen, because the Bible says one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. So when I fly off the handle and I lose my cool, I'm not producing the fruit of the Spirit. What am I doing? I'm producing the works of the flesh. 
That's exactly what the devil wants us to do. He entices us to do these things. Number two, he'll harass you. I mean, he will come at you with every little thing, and he will nag and nag and nag and nag and nag, and he will do everything he can to try to get under your skin and try to get to you, amen, to do something, amen, that you know you're not supposed to do. React in a way you're not supposed to react. He'll harass you, amen, in everything that you do, amen. Demons, amen, compel. Amen, again, they'll compel us, amen, to do things. They'll enslave us. Demons cause addictions. Now, I won't say that every addiction is demonic in nature, but every, every addiction, amen, is originated uh, in sin, amen, and it's originated in the devil trying to destroy somebody's life. And it can get to the point, addiction can be so strong, amen, that it is demonic in nature. If there is an evil spirit, there's a demonic force that is in that person's life that has complete control of their life, uh, and they have lost all control. It's in their lives. I mean, these uh, I mean, are things that they do. They also defile. Demons defile. They want to bring anything they can against the Word of God. They are anti-this. Amen. And anything that we do to lift this up and to preach this and to teach this and to tell people about this, uh, they're going to try to twist it and turn it around any way that they can do it. Demons deceive. They deceive. Amen. They'll deceive us, uh, amen, into falling into, amen, all kind of things. Amen. They can deceive uh, us into falling into false doctrine. The Bible says in the last days there will be people who will be given over to doctrines of demons. That's pretty scary. <laughs> but it's true. And I don't think uh, we talked about the, the, uh, uh, the satanic temple this morning, amen, and what they're doing in Texas, uh, or what they're trying to do in Texas, uh, amen. And it's not just in the satanic temple that this deception is taking place. There are doctrines of demons that are going on in so-called churches across this nation and across this world today because there are pastors and there are leaders, uh, amen, that have fallen prey to the deception of the devil who will stand behind the pulpit and say, the Bible doesn't say what you think it says anymore. We've got to change it to fit our lifestyles. Amen. As soon as we've done that, uh, amen, in my opinion, that's the doctrine of demons. Demons also attack the physical body. I don't know who's trying to get in touch with me. Amen, but amen, I'm getting rid of this thing. That thing's vibrating, doing all kinds of things. Amen. Devil's trying to distract me right now. Amen, with this thing on my arm. Amen. Demons attack the physical body, just like we read. Blindness, dumbness, deafness, cancer. All these things can be. They don't have to be. They're not necessarily these things, but they can be demonic in nature. Well, how do demons gain access to a person's life? Well, there's, there's several different ways. One of the most obvious ways is through occultic practices. That's why I've warned you guys before, and I'm going to warn you again. Amen. There, is, uh, there are certain things you need to leave alone, and your kids need to leave alone, and you need to know what your kids are doing and what they're watching and what they're listening to. Amen. I tell you what, if you if you got kids and you got, I know I'm looking around tonight, ain't nobody doing this kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm talking to you out there as well. I mean, if you got some out there that've been playing around with Ouija boards and tarot cards and horoscopes and all these things, you better get it out of your house. You better get it out of your children's lives. I mean, I've done some of these things. Y'all might be some aware of these, some of these things. They're playing Magic: The Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons and all these things. You better get that junk out of your house and get rid of it. 
Amen? Because those things are open doors to the occult, and they are open doors to the devil. Just like God's got open doors for you, amen, for ministry and things he wants to do in your life, the devil's also got open doors, and he's got open doors at every corner, amen, that you can walk through, amen, if you want to do it. Uh, I'm here to tell you, I've been there, I've lived it, I've seen it, I know it. Uh, I'm telling somebody here tonight, amen, and somebody that might be listening later, if you got some of that junk in your house, you need to get it out right now, amen, you need to throw it in the trash, burn it, I don't care what you do with it, uh, amen, but you need to get it out of your life. Amen? Because they are open doors to the devil. You want to know how the devil comes in? Uh, Amen, that's one of the most powerful ways that he'll come into your life. Amen, demons can also gain access to someone's life through sinful acts. Amen, repeated sin over and over and over again. I've seen it, uh, I've heard it, I've read it, I've uh, I've witnessed it personally. Amen, a lot of times demonic forces uh, are tied to, amen, some sort of sin. Amen. You will see a spirit of lust. You will see a spirit of envy. You'll see a spirit of jealousy. You'll see a spirit of rage. You'll see a spirit of alcoholism. These things take on these personalities uh, and enter people's lives. Amen. And through these sinful acts, these people are gaining, amen, they're allowing the devil to gain access to their minds and to their lives. The de- demons gain access to a person's life through emotional trauma. I've seen a lot of times many people, I mean, that were bound up with demonic forces had something happen to them in their lives when they were perhaps younger, when they were children. Things that maybe happened in a marriage, in a relationship in their lives. I mean, and that emotional trauma, that what they went through and what they faced in their life, amen, took them to such a place, amen, that it allowed them to open up their minds and open up their lives to allow the devil to come in, amen, and begin to control them, amen. The devil will come in, amen, through any way, amen, that he can. Demons will come in through negative influences. So I told you, it's, it's, you better be careful what your children listen to. There's and watch, amen, there's so much garbage and junk out there, amen, today, amen, that these kids are watching, I, I can't hardly watch some of the cartoons, I mean, I don't, I don't watch them, amen, but you know what I'm talking about, you see them on there once in a while, there's so much junk on these cartoons and these supposed uh, kid shows now, amen, that it is purely demonic in nature, there are movies out there, you just need to stay away from them, I mean, Brother Tony, you're talking crazy, it's just a movie, no, it is not, it's not, amen, as a child of God, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm full of the Holy Ghost, amen. I can, I, can, I can watch that thing, maybe I can go through it. It doesn't cause me any issues. But I'm here to tell you, amen, there are things that are happening, amen, that what our kids are seeing and what's coming across those screens, uh, amen, and what they are putting in their ears, uh, amen, there is nothing more than the devil speaking to them and working in their lives, amen. And when they get older, amen, they're going to go start back and they're going to start studying out and they're going to start looking at some of those things. They're going to start wondering what those things are. I mean, it used to be, I mean, that witchcraft uh, and the occult and Wicca, I mean, was something way out there. Like these weird people that go out in the woods, I mean, you never know where they are, and they build a bonfire and they worship their deities and their gods. That's not how it happens anymore. They are on Facebook, and they are in movies, and they are on television. Amen, and you can, you can look it up, and there's a place in Milton that you can go. Amen, they've got an altar, amen, and you can go as a pagan and worship pagan gods in Milton, Florida. It's not way out there anymore. Amen, the devil is coming, uh, amen, with everything that he has because he knows he's just got a little bit of time. 
Amen. And he is throwing everything at us, uh, amen, that he can. How do demons gain access to a person's life? This one may surprise you. Through the laying on of hands. Okay. <laughs> amen. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm careful who prays for me. And I ain't got no problem with none of y'all praying for me in here tonight. Amen. But I'm careful who lays hands on me and my children and my family. Because through the laying on of hands, if somebody is under the influence of a demonic spirit, uh, amen, there are things that they can attach to you and pray over you, uh, amen, that you will fight, uh, amen, and fight and fight in your life. Amen. Through the laying on of hands, just something that simple, Brother Tony? Yes. It is just that simple. That's how the devil operates, and that's how he works. Uh, I mean, I've seen, I mean, I'm going to get off script here just a little bit. Uh, Y'all have heard me talk about this before. Not only will demons attach themselves to people, demons attach themselves to things. Amen. I've heard the stories told, amen, of things that were in this building that had to be gotten rid of way back in the day uh, because there was something attached to it, and there was some kind of spirit going on. They realized, I mean, there's this demonic force, I mean, that's going, what is it? They finally realized it's attached to this object. Let's get rid of the object. And it went away. I've had it in my own home. We brought stuff in, I mean, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was just normal stuff. I mean, there wasn't anything crazy to it. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a Buddha or it wasn't some uh, uh, idol god or whatever it was. It was just a normal, amen, uh, item. I mean, we brought it in the house, uh, amen, and we just felt something. Well, something wasn't right. Tapped it, began to, began to pray and seek God. I mean, one day, I believe it was after I left for work, uh, I mean, one day she said, uh, man, she, uh, uh, the way our, if you don't haven't been to her house, I mean, the way our bedroom is, Amen. If you're laying on our bed, amen, and looking out, uh, amen, you're looking out the door into the living room. She said, amen, as she was laying there, amen, she, she got paralyzed. She could not move. Felt like she couldn't breathe. There was a heaviness. I mean, just a weight felt like it was pushed down upon her. Amen. And she saw a dark figure walk across the door back toward the back of the house. Amen. And we began to pray. We begin to seek God. What is going on? How did this get in our house? What did we do? What did we allow in our home? Amen. What is going on? We begin to pray and seek God, and God spoke to her and says, it's that thing right there. It was in the hallway. Amen. I gathered it up. We anointed it, prayed over it. I took it out of the house. Amen. Got rid of that stuff. Amen. Got it out of the house, and we never had a problem with it again. Here to tell you, demons can come into your life and can influence your life in many, many different ways. Last one I'm going to talk about, and I know i got to, I got to move on. One of the ways the demons will speak into your life and come into your life is through idle words. Did you know that the power of life and death is in your tongue? With it, you can speak life, and with it, you can speak death. Because here's the deal. See, a lot of people think the devil is like God. The devil is not like God. God is omnipotent, meaning he's all-powerful. He's omniscient, meaning he knows everything. And he is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere all at one time. The devil is none of those things. None of those things. He, he has some power, but not all power. He knows some things, but not all things. He's at one place, at one time, and that's it. So the devil does not know everything about you until you tell him. See, the devil doesn't necessarily read your mind. He listens to your conversations. 
See, when you open up your mouth and begin to speak out uh, negative, I mean, things in your life, uh, you're just feeding the devil, and he's got one of them over there, I mean, taking notes and writing it down. And he's going to bring that back up against you and use it against you, I mean, at the next opportunity and chance that he gets. I mean, we need to be careful as Christians. We need to guard our minds and guard our tongues, uh, I mean, against uh, these things. And I'm as guilty as the next person is. There's times I get up and I'm just the most negative. I go to work, uh, I mean, I'm the most negative person on the face of the planet sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? Because they just frustrate me. Why can't people just do what they're supposed to do? I'm babysitting grown men. Amen. They're supposed to just know how to behave and they don't know how to do it. Amen. And I'll get negative and I'll, I'll spout off stuff in front of, amen, some of the ones I work with and say, I wish, you know, this, that, and the other. Amen. Whatever the case may be, when I'm doing that, I'm speaking death. I'm not speaking life. Amen. And the devil can use that against me. So what are the levels of demonic activity in a person's life? A lot of people look at this differently. I'm going to give you three. I'm going to tell you, amen, I'm going to tell you, this is, this is my commentary, as Brother Bubba says sometimes. Three levels of demonic activity that can be in a person's life. Number one, demonic suggestion. Demonic suggestion, which is influence. It is when the devil, amen, jumps up on your shoulder and begins to influence your mind and your thought patterns and the things that you do. Amen. That is one way the devil works against us. Number two, demonic oppression. Demonic oppression. It is when, uh, amen, we've allowed the devil to come up on the shoulder, speak things into our lives, and we begin to believe some of those things and allow, amen, his influence to begin to have authority over our lives. The final one, number three, is demonic possession. Amen. That is where, amen, somebody is under the complete control, amen, of that demonic spirit and that demonic presence in their lives. Here's what I want to tell you. Amen. These first two areas, demonic suggestion or influence and demonic oppression or authority, amen, these are ways that the devil can fight against a Christian, a believer in God. Because I've done told you, amen, my belief in this is that if you are filled and you are possessed by the Holy Ghost, uh, you cannot be possessed by a demon spirit at the same time. Something's got to happen. I mean, you must have, I mean, they may have lost salvation. Maybe they were never saved to begin with. I don't know. I mean, we could get into all those questions. Uh, I mean, but uh, I don't believe a Christian uh, can be fully possessed by a devil. I mean, the way that we think of demonic possession. But a Christian can be, amen, under the influence or the impression, uh, amen, of a demonic spirit in their lives. There can be one, you want to think about it, hovering around, amen, that has uh, it's got a little bit of influence over their lives and some of their thought patterns. Uh, it's beginning to have some authority over their lives, amen, but they're not completely possessed by it, amen. So I want you to know, even we as Christians can fight against these demonic spirits and presences in our life. So I'm going to preach. Demonic activity is real. It's not like you have it in the TV. It's not like the movies, okay? It's not like TV shows. I mean, it's not like these things we see. Demons have real power. They do. Amen. But here's the thing. Amen. They have real power and they have real authority and they have, amen, a kingdom that they work under the kingdom of Satan. Amen. But the kingdom that we live in and the kingdom we operate in, the kingdom of God, is all powerful over demonic forces. I said that this morning. Amen. I want y'all to get that tonight. Amen. Amen. He is all powerful. God is. And I've witnessed demonic possession firsthand. 
And probably many, some of you have, maybe many of you have. I'm going to give you a couple of examples tonight. I'm not saying any of this to scare anybody, but I'm saying it to prepare you. I've seen three main different ways that demonic spirits operate through a person. The first one, amen, was through a physical sickness. Amen. What church we were going to at the time, I won't tell you where. It was a long time ago. The church we were going to, amen, this particular gentleman, amen, it was uh, uh, going to church there, amen, and just about every service, or I will say it this way, every time the Spirit of God moved, this guy would get sick, and he began to have what appeared to be a seizure, and we would pray for them, and we'd call 911, and the ambulance and the fire department would come. And usually by the time the fire department come, he was back out of it, and he was fine. They, they'd look at him a little bit. Sometimes they took him off, and sometimes they just let him stay there. Every single time that the Spirit of God moved, amen, this man got sick. And I was young in Christ. I really was. I didn't really know a whole lot about stuff. Uh, amen. I really hadn't prepared for any of this kind of stuff. Amen. But I was, I was back there one time. He was on the back pew of the church. Uh, amen. And he was, he was laid up. His head was laid back over, amen, the pew. And he was, he was having what appeared to be a seizure. And I grabbed him by the head because I, I was trying to keep his head from moving and, and, and hurting himself. And we're praying for him. And as I'm praying for him, I'm sitting there going, something here is not right. Amen. Something here is not right. Amen. But I didn't have the confidence or the boldness to step up and say, hey, pastor, I mean, I think uh, this might go beyond just the physical. I mean, we read in the Bible where, I mean, demonic forces, I mean, uh, had physical uh, uh, implications in people's lives, made people sick, did things. I think we need to pray for him in that way. I didn't have the boldness to do that. I mean, but I'm sitting here praying for this guy, realizing there is something that is going on in his life that is beyond what we're seeing, the physical, I mean, uh, uh, thing that's happening that we're seeing the evidence of. I've also seen somebody who just got into such, amen, a rage and a fit of anger because of the demonic spirit. This particular gentleman, again, I was a young man. This particular gentleman, amen, we were at church, amen, one day, and his wife played the piano, amen, and in this church, the piano sat, amen, about right here, and it kind of faced that direction, amen, and he always kind of sat in the back, but in this particular service, as the pastor began to preach, uh, he got up off of his seat there in the back, and he walked to the front, uh, and he sat down on the front pew, and the whole time that he sat down on the front pew, he could not be still. He was doing this. He was moving. He was going, I've never seen this happen before in my life. I mean, he's sitting here. I mean, I don't know if some of y'all know, is it? I mean, I'll go ahead and say where it was at. I mean, Farm Hill Holding this church, uh, I mean, going down toward Cantonment area, it was Brother Robert Porter. I mean, it was the pastor at the time. I mean, and Brother Robert Porter, if you knew him, he was a big man. I mean, and he stepped down off of, the, off of the pulpit and he come down. I mean, and when he did, I mean, that man stood up and he stuck his finger down his throat. I mean, literally. It wasn't just like, I mean, he stuck it down his throat. Brother Porter slapped it away. And kept preaching. Amen. The man took, uh, amen, a vase similar to this one. I don't remember if it was glass or ceramic. I don't remember what it was. His wife was sitting at the piano, and it was a little bit different. It was an upright piano like we had, but there was a book stand, and that book stand stood up about this high above uh, the top of the piano. He took that, amen, in his hand as his wife was playing, amen, and he threw it at her as hard as he could throw it. That vase hit the corner of the book stand, shattered into a million pieces, and not one touched his wife. She was not hurt. Amen. The sad reality of that story is this. Mom may correct me if I'm wrong because I was a young man. I don't know that that man ever got deliverance from that demonic spirit in his life. 
Brother Porter kept preaching. The service went on. He basically told him, sit down, shut up. You're not going to disrupt the service. I'm going to finish my message. And he did. But I'm not sure that man ever got deliverance from that demonic spirit that was in his life. That's why I'm preaching this message tonight. Because if something like that comes against us, something like that happens, I'm here to tell you, there is a soul behind that person. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. And that person needs deliverance. uh, Because if they don't get deliverance, they are on their way to a devil's hell. They need salvation. Last one I'll tell you about, amen, there was a, a, a woman who, I mean, possessed by a devil, amen, we saw firsthand, amen, another way that I've seen it happen, amen, these people will literally act like some type of animal, literally. In this case, it was a snake. That's many of the ways, sometimes, many, of the way, uh, many times the way that uh, the devil operates. I mean, mom and dad could tell you, mom could tell you more about it. Um, and they, they tried to keep me sheltered from it, amen, a little bit and tried to keep me away from seeing some of it, uh, amen. But uh, mom, I'm going to recount the story, amen. This woman's eyes literally changed in her head physically. They could see, amen, something physically changed in her life. And I'm not saying this to scare anybody in the church tonight, but I'm saying this to prepare you. For weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks leading up to this encounter that took place in this church, her and her husband was in the altar. They were praying. They were seeking God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. And she would get under, amen, the influence of what felt like or what seemed like the Holy Ghost, and she would speak in tongues, and she would, uh, she would have stammering lips, whatever the, the phrase you want to use. Amen. She would laugh in the spirit. Amen. And all these things. Amen. But the whole time, amen, it was a demonic spirit that was mocking the move of God. And when it came out, it was the reality came out to it. Amen. The whole time it was a demonic spirit. And finally, one night, amen, this thing came out. Amen. In fact, uh, amen, I, I can tell you, mom and dad were there, but also uh, Phil and Helen Briars were there that night. Amen. Bay Springs Full Gospel Church, when this happened. I mean, we ended up, there was a room back in the back where our bathrooms are. There's a window cut out. That's where the nursery was, and that's where they made us kids go. But we were peeking through the window trying to see what was going on. I mean, scared to death, but wanting to know what was happening. Amen. And they prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Amen. And it took, I think, multiple times. But finally, amen, this woman got delivered from this demonic spirit in her life. So I'm here to tell you, amen, tonight, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time, amen, going through all that, amen, but I wanted to say, amen, all of that tonight to say, amen, demonic possession is real. It happens. But here's the good news. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. In 1 John 3 and 8, it says, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. You and I have the power and authority in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, amen, to speak to demonic forces uh, and demonic spirits to have control of people's lives and see them set free. Jesus has all authority over demon spirits. Amen. I'm not going to read all this for sake of time. Allie, I'm going to skip down. If you'll do Luke chapter number 4, verse number 36. Skip down to the end of that section. Jesus delivers a man in the synagogue from an unclean spirit. Amen. And at verse number 36, the Bible says, And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this, for with authority and power he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they come out. Just that easy. 
I've seen people do it so many different ways. Amen. They'll, they'll have a conversation with a demon and try to figure out what its name is and where it came from and what it's doing and where it's going and all this. Oh, I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Jesus didn't have time. Jesus is not uh, I mean, going up to a demon and said, what's your, what's your name? Who, who of all you been uh, involved with before? Have you possessed other people before? And what, what do you? Jesus didn't do that. He just said, come out. In one place, he just says, go, and they're gone. Amen. We're not playing around with demons. Uh, amen. We're not playing around with evil spirits. Uh, amen. When we come up again, and I'm not going, I'm going to tell you this, I ain't going out there looking for them. <laughs> amen. If y'all want to go, go ahead. <laughs> amen. But if they come at me, I'm, I'm going to be prepared, amen, to come back at them. Amen. I'm going to have enough of the word of God and the power of God in my life to say, in the name of Jesus, go. You have no authority over my life because the blood of Jesus Christ is applied. Amen. Praise God. Jesus has given that power and authority over demons to his followers. Look at this. Uh, amen. He gave authority to his disciples. He gave it to the 12 in Matthew chapter number 10, verse 1. And when he had called unto him the 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. He also gave it to the 70 at one point. Luke chapter number 10, verses 17 through 20. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he, Jesus, said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I've given unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in, the, in, in heaven in the Lamb's Book of Life. In other words, you see these people out there, amen, they go out and they're searching for demons and they've got this, amen, ministry, amen, they're going out, amen, and putting it on Facebook and YouTube and all this stuff, amen, showing this, uh, amen, that's not what Jesus said. Amen. Do not rejoice because the demons are subject to you. Rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life in heaven. Because, amen, one day you're going to have a kingdom, uh, amen, that is beyond, amen, this world uh, and be part, amen, of that place called heaven. Amen. But the point, amen, is still clear that we do, as Christians, as believers, have authority over these spirits today. The apostles, he also gave them authority, Acts 16. Verses 16 through 18, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul grieved, turned and said unto the spirit, I want to stop Paul's. It did not say, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said unto the damsel, unto the girl, unto the woman. He said to the spirit, the demon, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and he came out the same hour. It was just that simple. But here's the point. I mean, pick up on this. This, this young girl who is possessed by a demon, who does soothsaying, Amen, it's her job and makes her masters much money doing this. Follows Paul and, and uh, the other apostles around, amen, for days and days and days and said, Woo, 
Ooh, amen. Listen to these guys because they are telling us the way of the kingdom of God. Amen. Listen, amen, to what old brother Paul has got to say. Listen, amen, what this one's got to say. Amen. These guys are good. Amen. They're teaching. They're preaching. Amen. Preach on, brother Paul. Amen. Teach on, brother Paul. Amen. Do the work of God, brother Paul. But there was a discernment in Paul's life because he had the power of the Holy Ghost because he was baptized with the Holy Ghost. He was filled. Amen. He had the spirit of discernment in him. He said, Something is not right here. Amen. And after a while, he just got sick and tired of it. And he turned around and he said, In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. Ten words is all he said. And the demon came out that very moment. That's all it took. Why? It wasn't the power of Paul's words. It wasn't the power of Paul, I mean, it had it in and of himself. It was the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of God, the power of Jesus Christ, and the authority that he had in Jesus' name to speak to that devil and say, you have no authority over this person's life any longer. That's just how simple it is. I'll say that to say this. Don't play around with demon spirits. Don't do it. Don't leave this message tonight and go out there and say, I'm now I'm some kind of, amen, demon hunter. I'm some kind of exorcist. Don't you do it. Amen. You'll end up in trouble. Amen. I don't, I don't have it in the message tonight, but seven sons of Siva, you know what happened to them? Uh, amen. They, they tried to come. They thought they were big stuff. Man, they were tough. They had the tent revival. Amen. They was, everybody was coming. They got one coming down, possessed with a devil. Amen. They go to lay hands on them. Come out in the name of Jesus. Demon looked at them and laughed. He said, what in the world are y'all doing? Paul I know and Jesus I know, but who in the world are you? Why? Because there was no power in their life. There was no authority. There was no, amen, spirit of God in their life that was able, amen, to do, amen, what they were trying to do. The Bible says, amen, that man that was possessed by a devil beat them up one side, back down the other, stripped them of their clothes, and they ran out of there for their lives. <laughs> yes, and afraid. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine? They might not all went back to church ever again in their life. Amen. Scared for their lives. Amen. And the devil laughing at them the whole time. Don't you go around playing with the devil. Amen. Until you're ready. I mean, you, and what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to tell us tonight is we got to be ready because, amen, I'm here to tell you, that could happen at any time. Somebody could walk through those doors. Amen. And, and, and a demon spirit manifests in their life right in the middle of a church service. What are we going to do? Amen. I done told Brother Nate, go get the trash can. That's code word for something's about to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Go get the trash. If y'all hear me say, Brother Nate, go get the trash can. Amen. Something's about to go down. <laughs> Amen. Nobody panic. Amen. But something's about to happen. I'm serious. What are we going to do? I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, Kim, Trina, Morgan, get the kids, fellowship Paul now. And not we ain't going in there to play, we're going in there to pray. Amen. All right, I need, I, need, I need some prayer warriors up here with me right now. Amen. Brother Bubba, I need some prayer warriors up with him. Amen. Right now. Amen. If you're here, amen, don't you leave this service. Uh, amen. Because that demon don't care where you go. Uh, he can follow you down the road. You need to be in the house of God. Amen. Help him pray. Amen. And seeking God. Amen. But we're going to get rid of this thing. Why? Because that person has a soul and they're on their way to a devil's hell if they don't get delivered. Uh, and it's up to us. Uh, amen. To deliver it. If we don't do it, who's going to do it? 
said this, I think, the other night. Amen. Medicine is not going to cast the devil out of somebody. Psychology is not going to cast the devil out of somebody. It's going to take the power of God, the power, amen, of Jesus Christ. We talked about it. He gave authority to the 12. He gave authority to the 70. He gave authority to the apostles. Amen. And that authority has extended to the church. Mark 16, 17. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. Not in my name. Certain denominations are going to be allowed to cast out devils. Or only the pastors... Our leaders in the church will cast out devils. Uh-uh. I've seen it many times. Brother Bubba's told a story. I mean, I can't tell it I mean, exactly what it is because uh, I wasn't there. I mean, he's told a story before, I mean, where the pastors were up. They thought they were big stuff. In fact, I think the pa- what he said was the pastor called it out, I mean, that morning and said, I mean, I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm coming against every demonic spirit. If it comes against me, we're going to cast it out in Jesus' name. Well, a demon spirit came that night to a service. Amen. And they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed, and they couldn't do nothing. A little, little gray-haired lady in the back, uh, amen, got up, walked to the front, speaking in tongues, and say, basically said, in the name of Jesus, come out. And it came out. Amen. We need to be prepared. We need to be ready. Amen. When these things happen, amen, to respond, amen, in the way God wants us to respond and be prepared to do what God has called us to do. So I'm going to finish up tonight some practical application. Number one. What about self-deliverance? As I told you at the beginning, I mean, demons can operate through demonic suggestion or influence over your life, as well as uh, demonic oppression. They begin to have some authority in your life. As you know, you have the authority when that happens and you recognize what's going on, amen, to cast that devil out of your life. I'm not saying you're possessed by it. You're not. But it's starting to have some influence over your mind and over your thought patterns. Do you know you have the power and authority to cast that thing out yourself and get rid of it? I've told you all many times while I'm riding down the road in my Jeep, amen, and I hit the button, let the window down, and tell the devil to get out. That's what I'm doing. I'm evicting demons out of my life and out of my mind and out of my heart, amen, because I don't want them there anymore because I've allowed them to come in. They've gotten a little too close, and I realize it, and it's time for them to go, Amen. I like looking at it in that way. I mean, I know the, the scripture says casting out devils or casting out demons. Uh, amen. But I like to think of it as evicting. You're evicting demons because what they want to do is they want to take up residence in your heart. Jesus described it that way, right? He described it like a house, your heart. He says, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, He walks through dry places seeking rest. And when he finds none, he says to myself, you know what, Uh, I'm going to go back to that house that I was in before. And when he goes back, he finds it swept and garnished and uh, and ready. I mean, it's empty. I mean, it's what Brother Bubba said here a few weeks ago. I mean, he sees all these things. He said, man, this is a great place. Uh, And he goes and finds him seven other devils more wicked than himself. uh, And he invites them in. uh, And they enter into that person's life. uh, And they begin to control that person's life. And the last state of that man is worse than the beginning. Jesus described it like a house. And that's exactly what these demons want to do. They are disembodied spirits that crave to come into Amen. And take up residence in a physical body. Amen. That's what they want to do in somebody's life. Amen. And we need to, I mean, no one understand, I mean, that God, I mean, has given us the authority when they're trying to do that in our lives uh, to come against them and say, nah, not in my house. Amen. Some of you, 
Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Dikembe Mutombo. You know Dikembe Mutombo? He said, no, 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 not in my house. Amen. He was about an eight-foot giant. I don't know what he was. I mean, played basketball. Amen. But, uh, amen, he could swat away just about every shot, amen, that came at him. Amen. He'd say, no, no, no. And that's what we need to say, amen, to the devil. No, 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 not in my house. Not in my mind. Uh, 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 uh. You ain't getting my children. Uh, amen. You're not infiltrating their hearts and their minds. Uh, amen. You're not going to keep them from knowing Christ. Uh, amen. In the power of the cross. Uh, amen. We need the power of God to come against them. Amen. When those things happen. How do you do it? Amen. Here's a few steps. Number one, affirm your faith in Jesus Christ. Humble yourself. Number two. I mean, you got to recognize what's going on. And when you get in that situation and you've got demonic forces coming against you, you just need to admit what's going on in your life, uh, amen, between you and God and say, it's time, uh, amen, for me to make a change. Number three, confess any known sins. Amen. The devil will hold on to sins in your life, uh, and he will use those against you. Amen. Once you've confessed them, repent of those sins. Number five, somebody, some, some of y'all may not like this one, forgive others. Hmm. Ouch. Because the Bible says if you don't forgive others, God's not going to forgive you. So confessing and repenting of your sins will do you no good if you're holding, amen, resentment against somebody else. And the devil will use that against you too. Break any spiritual ties of demonic authority off of your life. Those things that we talked about, the way that demons come into your life and in your heart through the laying on of hands or through the things that we watch and through the, the things that we participate in. I mean, those kind of things. You've got to break those things off of your life. Demons will make a spiritual tie to you and your life. And until you break that spiritual tie that they have connected to you, you will never be set free from it. Never. Amen. And it takes the power and authority of Jesus Christ to sever that tie, to break it, whatever it is, if it's emotional trauma, amen, if it's something that happened in your past as you were a child, amen, if it's occult activity, amen, until you break your connection to that thing, you'll never be set free. So what about evicting demons out of others? Amen, well, first of all, amen, pray for spiritual discernment. Because not everything's a devil, not everything's a demon. But I think we miss a lot of them sometimes. I mean, we just say, I mean, that's just uh, a normal physical uh, thing that's going on. And maybe we miss sometimes there's some demonic things going on. I mean, that uh, we need discernment to know when those things are happening. Number two, we need to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Do not, do not, do not. Amen. Try to go after a demonic spirit. Amen. If you are not filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Number three, be prepared through prayer and fasting. Mark 9, 28, 29, and when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast this devil out? Jesus said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. That's how we get the authority and the strength and the power in our lives to do it. Number four, you better be prepared for conflict. You talk about a power encounter, amen, you come against a demonic spirit. Be ready for verbal physical and spiritual attack on your life. Remember I told you, whatever comes out of your mouth, that devil's taking notes. Hey Amen. You know this. Hey Amen. If you want to sit down and have a conversation with a demon, you better be careful because he will call you out. Can I just be plain? Those sins we committed last week that we didn't tell nobody about and we didn't repent of, that devil knows it. And he will call you out in the middle of everybody 
and say, who do you think you are? Because you're doing this over here, you have no authority over me. I want somebody, you better be prepared, you better be prayed up, you better be ready, amen, because it's coming verbal and it's coming physical, amen. I've seen, uh, amen, some people, amen, that, uh, amen, no bigger than your finger, uh, amen, that will be so strong, uh, amen, that it'll take, uh, it'll take 10 men to try to hold them down and they still can't do it. There is a supernatural strength uh, that those demonic forces that come against, uh, amen, us with. You better be ready and you better be prepared, amen, for what's coming. Number five, Invoke the name of Jesus Christ. That is the most powerful weapon that we have. Just saying Jesus. Amen. He make devils flee. Amen. And go away. Amen. It's the name of Jesus that has the power. Use the word of God. Remember, that's what, exactly what Jesus did in the wilderness. He used the word of God against the devil, and that's the same thing we need to do. When the devil lies to you, give him the truth of the word of God. Number seven, break those spiritual ties of demonic authority over, over the person's life. Sometimes they're going to have to recognize and know what's going on in their life. They need to be the one that breaks those things. We can pray with them. We can pray for them. Amen. We can lead them in the right direction. But ultimately, it is that person's decision whether or not to break those chains or those ties in their lives. We can lead a horse to water, but we can't make them drink. Uh, Amen. We can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And God perhaps may do it. He may break free, uh, break it free from that person. But a lot of times it's going to take that person, amen, turning loose of that thing, whatever it is. Amen. Number eight. Once we've done that, all you've got left to do is evict it. Just so say, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out. Amen. What do we do after we, somebody's delivered? Well, first thing you better do is love them. Because that's what they need. A lot of times people don't realize they're under demonic control. They may not know exactly what the devil's doing in their lives. And when they come through that situation, they're going to be embarrassed. They're going to be like, what in the world just happened to me? What? How, could have this, how could this have happened in my life? Amen. The first thing we need to do as a church, we better love them. The second thing we better do is lead them to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Because again... Amen. I'm not, I'm not to, our goal is not just to deliver them from that demonic spirit, but it's also to get their soul saved because if they're under the possession of a demon, they've not been under possession of the Holy Spirit. I don't care if they've been in the altar and, and supposedly speaking in tongues or have been coming to church for 20 years. Amen. We better make sure that their heart is right with Jesus Christ because as soon as they walk out that door, Seven more spirits, more wicked than the first one, are going to come back and try to get back in that house. We better love them. We better lead them to faith in Jesus Christ, and we better disciple them, amen, and start leading them to sanctification, amen, to cleanse that temple, to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If we can get them filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, that is the power that they need, amen, to overcome, amen, those attacks that come back, amen, in their life. Number five, we need to lead them to attend church, to read their Bible, and to pray regularly. And we need to lead that person to stay on guard for that demon and his friends that are going to return. Now, say, Brother Tony, do you think that's going to happen here? Well, in one way, I hope not. But in another way, I hope so. Because I read it all through the Word of God. There was many examples, I mean, we could have went to tonight. I mean, for the sake of time, we can't get to everything. It's hard to get all this in one message. 
I've seen people, amen, manifest in the demonic. I've seen people be set free from the demonic. I've seen devils cast out of people. But I'm going to be honest with you. It's been a long, long time. I've had people, I will admit this tonight. There was a man who came to church here probably about three years ago. He only came for about a month or two. He'd sit on the back pew in every service. He would get up and he would come down to the altar and he'd kneel down at the altar. He'd pray for about five minutes. He'd get up and he'd walk back out. Hardly ever say a word to anybody. One of the days, one of the services, I don't remember if it was a day service or a night service, I was up praying for him. Brother Bubba was praying. Some other people were praying around. And I laid my hand on his head. And as soon as I laid my hand on his head, it was like a jolt of electricity went through my body. And it wasn't a good feeling. It was an evil feeling. And I knew right, I stepped back. I put my hand off and I stepped back. And I knew at that moment there wasn't something right, there was something that was not right in that man's life. But I'm just going to be honest with you. Amen. I didn't have the boldness or the, or the confidence or whatever words you want to use. Amen. I'm admitting my faults tonight. I didn't have the boldness or confidence to look over Brother Bubba and say, we got something else going on here. We need to pray in a different way. I should have. That man walked out of here. He never came back. I don't know where he is today. You say, can it happen in this church? My answer is yes, because it already has. Brother Rufus and different ones that have been at Sister Betty, different ones that have been in this church could probably tell you at times that that's happened in the past. The problem is it's been a long time in the past. The issue that I have with that is this. There are not less demons in the world today than there was 20 years ago. There are not less people in the world today. Amen. Different kind of power. You understand what I'm saying? It's not less of it out there, but there's less demonic evicting and casting out that's going on in the church today than has ever been in my lifetime. Why? I have to say, I got to point the finger at myself and look in the mirror and say, is it because I don't have the power and the authority that I say that I have? That a devil and a demon can walk into this service and sit down on a pew and feel perfectly comfortable and sit there right under my nose and I never see it. That's scary, Sister Rhonda. And it's humbling. And I led us through this series of messages to get to this point tonight to tell us, amen, we better get prepared. And we need to be ready. And it's going to start with Brother Bubba, and it's going to start with me, and it's going all the way down. Amen, because, amen, I am tired, amen, of the devil walking into this church or into my family, or into my home, or into my mind, or trying to get into my heart, and I don't do anything about it. 
tired of it. I'm tired of seeing people's children being swept out into this world by demonic forces that are controlling their minds through some of these things that we talked about tonight. Uh, amen. And seeing some of these children that are being destroyed by the devil through addiction and through, amen, occult activities in their life uh, and doing nothing about it. So, Brother Nate, I'm, I'm prepared. And I'm going to stay prepared. For whatever the devil, amen, wants to throw, uh, amen, at me. And the next time, amen, the devil walks through those doors, I want to be ready, uh, amen, and see it, sister, amen, and know, amen, when that devil walks through, I want the discernment of the Holy Ghost in my life to go, something is not right here. And not only to have that, but to have enough of the power and authority of Jesus Christ in my life and have the confidence and the boldness to say, you will go no further. With all due respect to Brother Robert Porter, to not be the one that will come down off the pulpit and say, sit down and shut up. You will not speak during this service. I'm going to finish my message. Uh -uh. That's where we better stop right there at that moment and go, where are the prayer warriors? Do we have a, a five-gallon bucket of oil? What do we need? Brother Nate, go get the trash can. That's the time to pray for somebody and set them free in our lives. And we need to be prepared. I'm going to get real practical with you. I'm fixing to close. If that were to happen in this church, here's what I'm going to do. I already told you. Ladies, get the kids back there and start praying. Prayer warriors, get up here. Brother Nate, get the trash can. Amen. And let's get ready because we're going into physical and spiritual battle with the devil. Amen. Because we're not leaving out of here until that person is set free by the power of Jesus Christ. But here's the other thing. I told you, the devil works against you, your family, your children. Amen. It's not demonic. Your children aren't necessarily demonically possessed, but they're demonically oppressed. And sometimes you and I are. Amen. And we need enough of the power and authority of God to recognize and discern what's going on. Amen. And say, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, devil, get out of my children's life. Uh, get out of my daughter's life. Uh, get out of their minds. Get out of their, amen, hearts. Uh, amen. Get out of their rooms. Uh, amen. Some of the things that are going on in there, God, uh, amen, bring them out. Bring them to the light and destroy those things in the name of Jesus. I'm serious about this. Y'all think I'm crazy. Amen. I'm going to turn to think, I'm, Brother Bubba's going to be back Wednesday night. Amen. I'm going amen. I'm gonna turn, to turn it back over to him Wednesday night. He's going to take over. We're, we're going to be gone for about a week and a half, going to Tennessee. I'm going to spend some time up there going to a conference, and then uh, we're going to spend some time with my dad, and then we're going to go over and have a little bit of a vacation or try to. Amen. I want you, amen, whatever it is, amen. If there's some things in your house, you'll think I'm crazy. That's fine. If there's some things in your house or you know there's some things in your kid's room or some things going on that's not right, bring that stuff up here and lay it on the altar. We'll put a burn barrel out back. They did it in the Word of God. They was in a certain place in the book of Acts, amen, and there was all kind of these occultic books and all these things that people had. They were so, uh, amen, filled with the power of God in their lives and so changed, amen, and they were so convicted of all these things in their life, amen, that they all went and started gathering all this stuff up. And they piled it up and burned it all and got rid of it. Amen. You think that's crazy? <laughs> Amen. Uh -uh. Amen. Get rid of it if it's in your life. Amen. But we need the power and authority of Jesus Christ to come against these things. Stand if you're able to stand. I apologize tonight. I know it was long.
It was hard to get this in one message. It probably should have been three. <laughs> Amen. It's time we put Pentecostal back in Pentecostal. Amen. I had somebody at work ask me the other day that came up to me as a relatively new employee, and I guess they, they had heard through some other people or whatever, and he, he came into my office and he said, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, sure, absolutely. Have a seat. He sat down and he said, I, I need to ask you a personal question. I said, fine, that's fine. go ahead. What, what do you want to know? He said, are you a pastor? I said, well, I'm an assistant pastor. Um, he said, yeah. He said, uh, where, where are you at? He, he began to, amen, ask me all kind of questions, amen, about uh, where we went to church and, amen, all of those things. And, amen, but, but you know it, uh, amen, it kind of reminded me uh, and brought it to my remembrance, amen, that those things can happen, those kind of moments can happen at any time of my life. I need to be prepared for that, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whatever it is. The devil's going to fight against us, amen, with everything that he has. And I want to be prepared, Brother Nate. Amen. God did something for you, amen, in these last several weeks. Amen. God touched your life. Amen. I believe he's going to continue, amen, to do that. Sister Betty, God touched you the other night. Uh, amen. A spiritual blessing, amen, in your life. Amen. And we need to continue that, amen, in our lives. No matter what it is, amen, go after God. Amen. Seek him. Come after him because, uh, amen, it's coming down, amen, to this thing. The devil, it, he, he's not going to slow down and he's not going to back up in his attack against us. His attack's going to get greater. Amen. So I want us as children of God and this church to be so full of the power of God, amen, that the devil won't even think one second about laying foot inside the doors of this church. And if he does, amen, there's enough power here to get rid of him. I'm going to leave you with this. I told you all this. Uh, I shared this with some others the other night, reminded them of it, and I think I've reminded of you guys, amen. But January of last year, God showed me a vision of this church. I was standing across the road in the fire department looking this way. Beautiful day, birds in the sky, not a cloud in the sky. Everything was wonderful. I looked across to the church, and all of a sudden there were clouds that came in from both sides. Those clouds came in over the church. There was darkness. The light went away. Those clouds began to swirl over the top of the church. Amen. And what came out of that was a face. And it wasn't a particular person's face. But it was pure evil. It was pure demonic. And it was just a dread and a fear and all those things that came over my life in that moment is in this dream as I'm standing across looking at what's going on. And I thought, you know, maybe, maybe it was COVID-19. Maybe God was saying, hey, COVID-19 is coming. Amen. Bad things are coming. I don't think that was it. Amen. I think God was warning me that there was going to be some things that were going to come against me and my family and against our church. Amen. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen a few of those things already take place, but I don't think the devil's done yet. I don't think the devil's finished. And all these messages that have been preaching, Brother Bubba's been preaching, the way God has touched your life and the way God has touched some of you in here, the devil would like nothing more than to stop it and to tear us apart, and to bring us down, and distract us in any way that he can to stop the move of God here. And I think God was warning me that we need to be on 
the offensive against the devil. It's all right sometimes to sit back and just be defensive and say, wait, whatever comes against me. And every once in a while, we got to take the attack to the devil and say, you know what? Amen. You are not going to destroy my family, my church, my community. Amen. My pastor, my assistant pastor, amen. My youth leaders, whatever it is, you're just not going to do it. We need that power and authority tonight, amen. And I know I'm mowing long, and I apologize. I, I really do, amen. But I want, uh, I mean, I want us to be in that place, uh, amen, where the Spirit of God is so real in our lives, amen, that we can break the chains that are coming against us, uh, amen. And when the devil tries to come in and distract uh, and destroy and bring us down, we can say, no, the blood of Jesus Christ uh, is on this church. Uh, there's a Pentecostal fire. It's in my heart. Uh, there's a lamp that's burning, uh, amen, this in my life, uh, and devil, you will not put it out. Now you head and close your eyes. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you tonight. Amen for this. God, I know uh, I miss so many things tonight. Uh, God, I miss so much. Uh, God, I, I know, God, that this is, uh, God, uh, this was not, uh, amen, the way uh, that I had thought, amen, God, this was going to go. And God, uh, I don't know. God, I hope and pray I didn't miss too much tonight. But if I did, I ask you to forgive me, God, and I ask you, Lord God, just to send out your word and let it accomplish what it needs to do, God, in people's lives, Lord, tonight. God, I pray, God, that I'd have the power and authority, God, to come against demonic forces, God, that are coming against my family. God, Give me the discernment, uh, God, to see when these things, God, are coming against my life. Uh, give me the power in the name of Jesus Christ to speak against them, uh, whether they're warring against my mind and my heart uh, or they're coming against somebody else. Uh, God, whether I got a victim out of my mind, uh, God, or whether we got a victim out of somebody else, uh, God, when the devil tries to step in, God, uh, we've got enough of your power and authority to make him get out. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you a question tonight, just a simple question. I mean, if you're here tonight, and uh, I, mean, I believe it, I believe with 100% I mean, assurity tonight that everybody in the house of God is saved. I believe that. But if you're warring against some things in your life, there's saints coming against your family, coming against your children. I know I went long tonight. Amen. I apologized again. Uh, amen. But it's, uh, if you need a few minutes tonight, uh, amen, to pray, if you want to pray about some things that are going on in your family or going on in your life uh, or going on in your mind, if you're fighting some demonic oppression, uh, if, you're, if you're fighting some demonic, uh, God, influence uh, in your life and there's things coming against you, amen, I want to ask you if you would, uh, amen, just step out and come to the front, uh, amen, if that's you, amen, I want you, uh, amen, just to be real with yourself and real with God, uh, amen, I don't want you to do anything that you're not comfortable doing tonight, but if you need something from God and you need deliverance, uh, amen, from something in your life, it might not be you, it might be your children, it might be your family, it might be uh, your relationship with different people, and maybe relationship with God, I don't know, uh, amen, De what, something the devil's trying to speak into your life and try to do in your life, amen, if you will step out, I promise you this, uh, if you'll step out tonight, that's going to be the first step, uh, amen, to deliverance from whatever it is in your life, Amen. Praise God. I'm going to give you a few seconds. Amen. I'm not going to hold it too long.
Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to share comments, prayer requests, or praise reports. Check back soon for additional episodes.